Welcome to episode four of Need a Carry Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Mortis Lord, and I'm joined by my co-host, Parasite Nine. Parasite Nine has left the building. Mm-hmm. Can you not hear me? Did you not hear me? Did not hear you. Oh, I said hello. Oh, it did not come through. It's all right. We have the microphone set up by the next bonus episode. Because I think we're going to do a bonus episode, right? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. What What did we just watch today? Why are we running just a tad late besides I have no the weather? Idea. We didn't watch anything. We didn't watch anything? No, I'm Pretty just kidding. Sure. We saw the My Hero movie today. World's Heroes Mission. World's Heroes Mission. Yeah. Your mic is coming in a little jacked up. I don't know why. Hmm. I'm going to turn you down just a little bit. I have it the same as I usually hey. do. Hey, ghoulish midnight. Thanks for joining, brother. Hello. All right. So how was your week? What'd you do besides today? I've just been rushing to finish this costume. Uh, Still not fully completed yet. It's, it's almost there. Yeah, I think... Uh, we had a photo shoot for the cosplay, too. We're going to have to push that back because of the weather. Yeah, it's very rainy up here. Oh, yeah. Pretty rainy. Weather changed, like, so quick. Yeah. Like, it was fine the past few days. And we went out today and see the movie, and it's, like, all gray skies. And by the time we get home, it's, like, pouring. Pouring down rain. Your your mic is coming uh, pretty jacked up. Can you do me a favor? Unplug it. Uh-huh. Unplug it and plug it back in. Uh, I'll start the news. Just let me know. All right. So this week, I uh, oh, what was that? Is it better? Much better. Okay. All right. Uh, so this week, mm, we did a lot of traveling. So yeah, didn't get a whole lot of streaming done this week. Office is getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, highlight of the week though, watching that My Hero movie, the third movie. Yeah, I learned something. Parasite Nine schooled me a little bit. Uh, that the movies are technically not considered canon yeah, so i was like oh go ahead that's uh the case for like a lot of anime movies i yeah. mean like of course there's some that like they are considered canon but a lot of anime movies like typically aren't considered like part of the canon universe like not super essential to the storyline yeah so i went and i looked it up and i'm like no way no way that's true and yeah yeah i did not know that i i assumed being a uh a completionist that uh, if you put out a movie for your franchise that it's canon it would make sense to me yeah i don't i don't know about this one uh, we won't spoil it we will spoil it in a bonus episode you'll get your spoiler warnings but uh started out real slow i was worried and then it got it picked up got dark then it was like oh my god and then it was well you have to go watch it but just like the last movie was it Two Heroes Rising? No, there's the first two is um Two Heroes and then Heroes Rising. I don't know which came first. Okay, the Two those, Heroes those is the last titles. is the second one. So Heroes Rising, how that didn't transfer over and become at least partially canon, I'm dissatisfied. I think I think this should have been canon. Same with the uh, with the first movie. It made no sense to not have it canon. But it's a uh, you know a lot of things we're learning. Or I'm learning anyways about anime and the way the Japanese uh, public takes it. Because there was uh, an issue with the Demon Slayer movie when it released. Because it released on the cable networks. And they were in an uproar about it. A lot of parents were upset that it was too gory. And, you know, we've watched season one. I think this is a lot of parents just assuming that uh, the anime isn't gory. And then when they sit down to watch a movie with their kids, they're like, uh, what is this? Yeah, no, see, season one itself is 
pretty gory. Is Demon Slayer, like, a very gory anime? From what I've seen, I wouldn't consider it, like, super gory, but it is there. No, especially, you know, watching Tokyo Ghoul, uh, Attack, Attack on Titan. Titan. Yeah, we should do a whole episode on Tokyo Ghoul later. I am, uh, I, I see what you were saying about that anime, but we won't spoil it. But other than that, that's all I had going on. Anything else you had going on besides the cosplay issues? Hello? Can you hear me? My computer just, like, cut out. Oh, no. Is it your laptop? Yeah, like, Discord just completely closed, and I thought my computer was about to restart. Are you plugged in by chance? Yeah, I'm plugged in. Hmm. Okay, I wonder if it's the power in that room. I'll check it out later. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, Tokyo Ghoul. I know Tokyo Midnight. Ghoul. That I'm... was one that like really got me into anime. Yeah, this little nugget was watching it when I, she was 12. I feel like a bad dad. <sighs> you didn't even finish Tokyo Ghoul. Well, no, and we'll cover that in another episode someday about uh just the disappointment oh. of how rushed that is. Yeah yeah but how manga doesn't always translate into the anime the way it should no manga does not always translate and it's the same in american uh cinematography i guess where uh the books don't always translate there's very few that do the hobbit is is a great example thanks for the gifted sub oh look at that i didn't know i got the sub how how are you not subbed to our channel money (laughs) (laughs) all right so, uh, I guess let's get into the news. Alright, uh, if you watched our last episode, we covered RMT and boosting, and the first game we're gonna cover, Final Fantasy fourteen, an MMORPG, has, uh, gone and banned any advertising for RMT and boosting in chat. What? Yeah. So, you, like, these topics, uh, you know, they're tr- they're not so much trending, but they're on the top layer of gaming news. So, I'll go through them, and I was like, yeah, that's a good one to cover. Well... Final Fantasy is like, you know what? We've had enough of this. Let's not turn into WoW since they're kind of the funnel for all the WoW players who are quitting WoW. And uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they're they trying to remove that type of behavior and they're starting with banning it in the chat. And um, you can no longer list in the party finder with advertisements. Excuse me. So that's a quality of life improvement. And I think it's a good direction too. Uh, that's it for Final Fantasy news. What do we got for Genshin? Um... Still not a whole lot for Genshin uh, at the moment. I know we're going to be getting another banner soon, but I don't know who it is at the moment. But the Labyrinth Warriors event, that ends in about a week. So if you want to participate and get the little pet, um, make sure to do that by November 8th. Oh, okay. Cool. I've got to log in myself. I've been so busy. I haven't even logged in. <laughs> I, I didn't get the instrument. Yeah, I'm still getting feedback on your microphone. We're going to fix oh that. God. We're going to fix that before we go to bed. Okay. Um. All right. Pokemon Unite, the pumpkin event where you can get pumpkins just from logging in and doing other missions. Uh, You can exchange them for Pokemon, which is neat. Kind of teed off a few people because they spent gold on like Greedent. And then you could purchase Greedent with the pumpkins. So, um, this event runs until November 7th. Uh, the message is unclear though. And that's an issue that is a Pokemon Unite podcast that I follow. And, um, their biggest complaint is how Tencent through the Pokemon company is not informing the gaming or the gamers correctly or on time. So like Greedent was just dropped. There was no message. He dropped and then they put out the announcement. So the issue with this one is... One of the messages they put out says that it started on November or it's going to it started on the 20th and runs until the 5th. And then they had another message that says it starts on the 24th 
it runs until the seventh. So I mean, if that's something you want to do in Pokemon or in Pokemon Unite, um, it may or may not start or end on the twentieth or the twenty fourth, or I'm sorry, the seventh or the fifth. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks for uh, starting the hype train, <laughs> Ghoulish Midnight. Holy cow, brother! <laughs> thanks. I think that's my first hype train. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Pokemon TCG, to go along with the 25th anniversary, they are releasing the next expansion. And I don't know if it's a big one, but it's Sword and Shield Fusion Strike. And uh, it comes out on the 12th of November, which is, again, they're doing the same thing with as how Magic the Gathering is doing stuff. We're getting no lead time. And I think it's a production issue because they don't know if they can produce as quickly as demand has been going out. Uh, we went to Wally World today. And uh, I was surprised because you found, what was it? I found, um, I don't know, a bunch of Pokemon cards. They were it, all like the same type of pack. It was a Blastoise like, like starter pack, right? Yeah, there was only like four left. But that's the first time I've seen Pokemon cards at Walmart in a pretty long time. Oof, your mic is coming in scratchy. Yeah, I'm hearing buzzing in my headphones. Yeah, um, we'll take a, a short break right before the topic and I'll, I'll switch your headphones out. Let me see. Um, yeah, Oof, that's an awesome sub train or hype train. Thanks, Ghoulish Midnight. Um, but yeah, so Wally World moved where they had the Pokemon cards. The, that Blastoise pack is pretty old. Well, they, they've had, um, Pokemon cards in the toy section before, but primarily they had them like up front. They had them like so in the one that that's we go to, yeah, they had it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Maybe it's feedback on my end or a Discord issue. I don't, I don't know. We got a lot of lightning down here. Lightning, wind, a gang of cholo trash pandas walking around, knocking people's trash cans over. Um, But yeah, so they normally have it on aisle six because I had gone to the toy aisle before when I was trying to pick up the evolving wind stuff. And no, I, I wonder why they're changing it. But, you know, who knows? That's it for Pokemon TCG for AA action RPG news. Nothing on the Diablo 3 front. Sorry. But uh, Path of Exile, uh, the Scourge League, uh, had a huge update. A lot of the community members were pretty pissed, especially the hardcore. And uh, I actually started Hardcore Solo Self Found. And I'll tell you what, when you activate that red button and you go into your Scourge stuff, uh, it's pucker time. It is pucker time. And uh, the rewards for the risk were not there. So people were pretty much writing this off like they did the Harvest League. And unlike most gaming companies... Path of Exiles developers are in tune and listen to the community, sometimes too much. But here they switched it, they updated it. You go into Scourge League now, you hit your red button, you survive it, you get rewarded pretty damn well now. Hmm, let me see, uh, shooter news. Um, my, my plate's kind of full. If you want to be a correspondent on the podcast for shooter news, by all means hit us up. But right now we have Battlefield 2042. It releases on the 19th. I may not get in on the ground floor of that as Pokemon BDSP, Brilliant Diamond, and Shiny Pearl release. Uh, pre-ordering. If you pre-order, pre-order the Gold or Ultimate Edition, it gives you early access on the 12th. And uh, this kind of feeds into the topic today. The topic today is pre-ordering the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Um, Valorant news. There's a new agent, Chamber. He looks like a teleporter from what we saw in the preview. And uh, he's got that um, futuristic Kingsman type appearance. And, you know, in the in the preview, he rescues uh, my homie Shotgun Beardo. If you know, you know. Um, tabletop news. Uh, Crimson Vow. The previews finally went up on the website, which is, again, very odd. It releases next week. Again, I wonder if they're... Well, when it comes to Magic the Gathering, it could be a balance issue. 
from what happened at world at worlds but um yeah it's so odd for previews to start so late but um so it looks good the community hopes it's as strong as strixhaven so the last two sets to come out after strixhaven those boxes are all under msrp I think you can get a collector's box of the D&D stuff for 98 bucks. And I'll tell you, when it releases, it's $249.99. So uh, Crimson Vow is going to be full of vampire cards. And they I want to say they got permission. Uh, and they are borrowing from Bram Stoker's novels. So the Count Dracula and the vampires and their spell cards are, um, yeah. They've got that, that art style, that effect to them. It looks beautiful. Uh, the only thing I'm hesitant about is they uh, previewed one of the Vampire Planeswalker cards. And they said they'll have multiple treatments to it. So they showed one which was a classic foil where the whole thing was foiled. Then they showed one where it was black and white. and But his pendant and his fingernails were... Um, I guess holographic and that that kind of throws it off for a collector. Like me, I'm going to have to go hunt for every variation of that uh, foiling. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, if anything, I'm probably going to get every Dracula card. Well, count Dracula card that they have. Uh, that's pretty much it for gaming news. A lot of stuff's about to release. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. Uh, what do we got for anime news? Anime? Yeah. Not a whole lot. A new episode of Blue Period. I think there's a new episode of Homie Can't Communicate. I haven't watched those yet. Uh, the new episode that we got for Demon Slayer pretty much... Um, ripped from the movie again uh, i think that was what the third episode of demon slayer yeah so we did a bonus episode on the first episode of the mugen train arc you can catch that on spotify or wherever you listen and we were gonna do one for each episode but episode two and three are cut straight from the movie yeah so nothing really new the first episode like yeah um definitely not anything that we really saw in the movie like new animation extra storyline everything but these past two episodes have just been mugen train movie yeah that's pretty uh disheartening but again, something with Demon Slayer that I didn't realize until I read a few articles about it. The manga is done. It's finished. Oh, yeah. So it's on borrowed time. So they're pretty much double dipping. And, you know, I'll, I'm okay with it as long as the last episode of the arc, we get something new. And I mean, we are still getting new storyline after this Mugen Train arc. Yeah. A lot of the critics and, you know, a lot of fans are like, what is this? You know, you wrote me in with the first episode and then... Episode two and three were straight from the movie. Yeah. Anything else? What else for uh, anime? Not much. I mean, the My Hero movie uh, we got to see earlier today. Really cool. Really good movie. Uh, probably my favorite My Hero movie. I know you have some differing opinions, but I really liked this one. Oh, um, yeah. Nothing's going to compete with two heroes in my in my eyes. I don't know. I really like this one. I like the main character that they kind of give us for this movie, like, without spoilers. Like, other than Deku, I really like the main character of this movie. Um, another really cool thing that they did with this, I don't know if this goes for all anime movies. I've personally only seen um, two anime movies, like, in person, like, at the theaters, and that was Demon Slayer and then this one. They gave us a little, like, exclusive booklet um, that just has information, like, about the movie. Yeah, at first we thought it was a, it was a manga, like an exclusive manga. I've got it up on camera right now. And, uh, no, it's actually really cool. Uh, you, you took a peek at it. What do you think? What's in there? Um, one thing I really like is that they do have, like, different hero outfits for this movie. And inside this little booklet, um, they actually have, like, 
let me let me flip to the page um like layouts <laughs> of their costumes and like zoomed in pictures of like the details and everything which i think is really helpful to like cosplayers uh who really want to cosplay like deku's hero outfit from this specific movie because they do give us a little bit more information about their outfits oh yeah no i definitely want to string together a deku um cosplay excuse me uh, they started, if you've watched season five, they started it with their new winter-ish uniforms. There's definitely, kind of like the last two movies, something different-ish. These two outfits are completely different. Uh, but These they bought... stealth outfits. Which one? I'm sorry? These are their stealth outfits. Like, it's just for the movie, um, just for the World Heroes mission. But they look similar to Probably just like inverse, because... like inverse colors. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's... Where there would be color, it's just black. And where there would be black, it's their colors. Yeah. Cool. Anything else for anime? Is that that all we got? We're That's pretty much it, yeah. Cool. Alright. I guess let's get into our topic. Our topic today is pre ordering in video games. The good, the bad, and the whiskey tango foxtrot. The what? WTF. Oh. <laughs> so uh Yesterday, day before, we went and pre-ordered the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. Um, you know, and it got it got me thinking, and then some articles popped up about pre-ordering. Now, we pre-order the hard copies. So back in the day, pre-orders came about because there was such a high demand for a product, and there was never enough inventory, say, if you went day of. And uh, so... You pre-order to reserve to make sure that you get a copy. You're willing to pay up front, whether it's a $5 deposit or the entire price of the game, to ensure that you get a copy. So we did that. We went together, right? And uh, reserved our copies. They said they'd send us a text um, if they were going to do the midnight release or not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of streamers, uh, unlike myself, download the digital version so they can get it right away, start streaming right away. And, you know, I get it. You're monetizing. However, whenever I can get a physical copy of a game, I'm going to do it. That's just the the old guy in me. I don't know. What do you think? few games, like digital copies, like I think I have Splatoon as a digital copy. Um, not sure what other ones. But if I can have a physical copy of something, I usually do want to get it. Yeah, so I tried to get the... Oh, man. The Smash... Is it Smash Brawl? What's the new one's name? I think it's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. Well, the new Smash game. Uh, when I went, they did not have any physical copies, so I downloaded digital. You know, of course, I was late to the show, so I get it. My bad. And then uh, my son was playing that Fire Emblems game, and I was like, that's really cool. I wonder if they have a deluxe edition. You know, or pre-ordered. Uh, no, it was after the pre-order. And they didn't have any physical copies left, so I have that on digital. Everything else, I have a hard game for it so animal crossing shield sword um i think that's pretty much it because unites digital only yeah i guess that's it but uh so in the case of the especially pokemon because i think that's more of a a family tradition for us where we pre-order and go pick up the games Uh, you and your brother will take the opposite one and trade what you guys need back and forth but uh i was looking at the pre-order bonuses and because we went through gamestop we're not sponsored by the way uh we got some pins right or we'll be getting the pins i i don't know what this one comes with actually it's pins so there's two pins one's with dialga and palkia Palkia, yes. So depending on which one you ordered, you get a pin. So then I looked at uh, Best Buy, and you get 
keychains? I think it's keychains. And when I looked at Walmart, you get pens. It, and it got me thinking, you know, oh, and it's plushy keychains if you order it from the Pokemon store. Oh. Which, good luck, you're not going to get that <laughs> when it launches because it takes forever to come from there. But, you know, it got me thinking, and I read some articles on it, you know, how regardless of where you pre-order from, you're going to be missing out on the quote-unquote exclusive or bonus items from the other stores that you didn't bon- or didn't pre-order from. And, you know, I think Pokemon's just one of those games where we're going to get it when it comes out, so it doesn't matter to us, but... How I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the different stores getting different exclusives to give to their patrons versus just pre-ordering in good faith showing the Pokemon company, yeah, we're, we're there. We're going to buy it anyways. And getting all that exclusive regardless of where we order it from. Plushies sound really cute. Aww. Um, personally, I've only like really ever pre-ordered um, Nintendo games. Did we pre-order Animal Crossing? I think we did because we- I went to go with you and i got the poster yeah we did i actually ended up getting uh we pre-ordered your copy and Mm -hmm. i did not and it was a good thing that i got it too and i was like hey do you have any more copies left and they're like yeah but it's without the poster because you didn't pre-order and see that's another thing too uh if i'm buying it day of launch you know how how do you not have enough posters to give people that wait outside who didn't pre-order i don't know i think it's waiting to like the people who actually did pre-order pick it up um because you you still did get it same day you just you didn't pre-order it Mm -hmm. i think they only had like a set amount for like they only got as many as the people who pre-ordered the game which which is odd to me because from a um, logistical standpoint if why don't you have a poster for each physical copy Mm -hmm. that way the person who didn't have enough or didn't have the foresight to pre-order but it's still going to purchase your game week one or month one isn't going to get a poster that costs the company literally pennies to make. Yeah. So there's another game I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it a few hours ago and it's an expansion for Final Fantasy Endwalker. Oh, excuse me. Um, now that's a digital game. And so pre-ordering digital games, you ha- it makes you think we pre-order the physical games to ensure. Thanks, Grim, for the cheers. I thought I muted the bits. I guess not. Um, yeah, so pre-ordering digital games where they literally have an infinite number of copies to sell you. At that point, it's between you and that company. You're giving them their money in advance for what's a finished product. Now, a lot of us have been burned by this. Um, there is a game called Humankind. And if you pre-order the game at whatever it was, 60 bucks, you were promised the game on a launch date that launch date was pushed back and it was pushed back and then the game came out on the uh xbox live pass so your 60 bucks that you just pre-ordered yeah and like tai long is saying for what you hope is a finished product so i can't imagine ordering a 60 dollar game to go on a 10 dollar subscription platform or even worse you can pay a dollar to try it out for was it 15 or 30 days play the game cancel your subscription and you got to play it for a dollar where, where the fans or the players or the people who want to support the developers gave them 60 bucks up front for a game that was delayed, buggy, unfinished, and then on the Xbox Live Pass, which apparently it had not been slated to go that way. And has there been a game that you digitally pre-ordered? Digitally pre-ordered? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think uh, everything I've pre-ordered, I've gotten physical copies. Because like I said, I've, I've only pre-ordered... Um, 
like the Pokemon games in the past and Animal Crossing. I've only really pre-ordered Nintendo games. I gotcha. Well, I guess the only other game that I've been burned by recently was World of Warcraft. Uh, we pre-ordered the uh, deluxe edition like I always do. I moved halfway across the country in the middle of that. So I didn't get a chance to play right away, but by the time I settled in to where I could set up and play, uh, it was a dumpster fire. It was an unfinished game, buggy as hell, people complaining, it's got all sorts of issues. I, I gave them my money and I didn't even log in. I, I did not want to be frustrated and then again, you know, I paid up front hoping that they would get their crap together. And it just, again, I haven't played it, but everything I read is it's a dumpster fire. So I think that's the bad. The bad and the WTF with pre-ordering games. What do you think? As a, as a young college student, would you pre-order or would you just wait for it to come out? I would probably just wait for it to come out. I mean, pre-ordering, um, like, if you really are a fan of the game or the franchise, like, yeah, go ahead. Do it. If you have the money. If you are just, like, a college student or... You don't really necessarily have the funds to spend on games. Um, I wouldn't say pre-ordering is really worth it because you only do get like a few exclusive items or something. I've never really had like, how do I explain it? Like, oh my god, the game's out of stock. Like, I've never really had that experience even when I haven't pre-ordered something. I think like in the past pre-ordering was a big thing, but I don't really know about now. I don't really see as much hype around pre-ordering games anymore. Yeah. Uh, like Tai Long was saying in the in the chat, he pre-ordered New World. He said it was really fun for two weeks. And then like many others, they just sat there and finding everything that was wrong and buggy with the game. Mm. And they honestly, Amazon has no excuse. They have, they are loaded with cash. Uh, they paid streamers, some big boy streamers like, you know, Asmogold, Trout to highlight their game, to promote their game. They told them what was wrong with the game and then they launched anyways. You know, um, it's just another example of the the gaming community telling you hey we want this we want something new we want something pretty here's our money to help go to development so that when the game launches we get whatever you give them with like uh i bought it the day of and i still got the skin for my character that everyone else got for pre-ordering now if i had pre-ordered eh, i'd be a little a little miffed about that but yeah it's uh i don't know where pre-ordering and gaming is going here's a good example though so I pre-ordered Endwalker. Immediately I go in there in-game and the earring is waiting for me. Now that earring gives you a percentage boost. I want to say it's like between 20 and 30% of XP to cap to the max level. So if I wanted to start a job or like my ninja is level 15 or something, I can put that earring on and I can level him quickly while I'm waiting for Endwalker to drop. And I think that's the, that's the good with it. Now, I've never ordered their physical copy because i want to play day of you know and pre-ordering with them gets you early access all i can say <clears throat> excuse me 13 year old me popped out for a second uh all i can say is they're the one one of the few companies that is doing it right yeah i don't ever feel cheated when i pre-order like i did for Shadowbringers or just now for endwalker i don't i don't feel cheated with them now there was a game uh that's really popular now it was going to come out free to play, but if you donated, I want to say it was $10 or more, you could play the game in, in alpha and closed beta. Now, for a developer to ask you for money to come test their game that you know is going to be free to play, it's a, it's a stretch. And um, I don't know, what do you think? Before I tell you what game it is, how would you feel? I'm a game developer. You're, you're just a college kid gamer. 
I'm asking yeah. you, hey, you want to come test and play my game, and but we'll you give you for it, and we'll give you some goodies for ten bucks, like two trips to Starbucks, and and we'll get you in on the ground floor. We'll give you a forum title, you know, help us out. If anything, it's just ten bucks. Would you? No. Okay, now what if it was a horror game? Would you? Mm. Mm. So probably not. If I know the game is gonna be free to play. All right, now what if it's an anime-style game where you can customize your characters? Mm, only 10 bucks, Maybe. See? But it, so, it, it would have to be something that I'm really interested in, and I would get to, like, keep something to show that, like, oh, yeah, I was there in the beta. Yeah. Like, but so if, so if it was the right... Stuff, yeah, so if it was the right game in the right niche for you, you would get it? You would do it? Yeah, but if it's just like, oh, to so play the, the beta before the game is released and you got to pay for it, even though it's going to be free to play. And like, there were no exclusives, like no add-ons, like, no, uh, I wouldn't pay for that. It seems like a waste of money to me. Yeah. So the game that I did it for, excuse me, and I did it for a lot of games like Daisy, um, was Path of Exile. 10 bucks. I got to play the closed beta, the last bit of the alpha, forum title, stash tabs, whatever. And that game, you know, and... I don't know what the gaming culture is in New Zealand, but those developers boosted by random dudes on the internet like me who want to play an action RPG game that's not Diablo got the funding for the company to put out a game. And well, if you know what Path of Exile is, you know what kind of a behemoth it is and the uh, action RPG realm. There's there's no other game that is as polished, as good to its community as that. Now there's microtransactions. Some people can say the, the stash tabs are pay to win, but it's a free to play game. It's a free to play game that a bunch of nerds like me funded in the beginning with $10. $10. So, so that's, I think, pre-ordering or donating to an indie, indie developer like that. I think it helps the gaming industry as a, as a whole. Yeah, I think it was about 10 years ago, Tai Long, that Path of Exile came out. I'm still playing it. Uh, if you want to check it out, man, hit us up in the Discord. I add you to the guild. There's stash tabs in the guild tab, so you don't have to purchase anything if you want. But yeah, um, I think that's where pre-ordering or becoming a quote-unquote founder in a game is the good, the good to it. And I think a lot of the bad and the WTF, the the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, is coming from the bigger developers now. I don't know. From, from your research doing this, what do you think? Like I said, I've only really pre-ordered Nintendo games. It's the only game I really care to pre-order. Um, I don't really play a whole lot of games right now in particular. But unless it's something I'm really interested in, like, no. It's not you. worth it to me. I, I haven't really heard of, like, people pre-ordering games a whole lot anymore. Like, I think it's kind of rare to find someone who's like, oh, yeah, I I'm pre-ordering this instead of just getting it when it releases. I wonder if it's just us older guys, us older gamers... And I mean guys by guys and gals and, you know, I, I think it's just us older generation that we see a, you know, like World of Warcraft pre-order and you're going to get this mount and it's the only way you're going to get that mount, which in itself is kind of shitty because that's a subscription game and everyone should have a chance or a way to get that mount. You know, that used to be the thing. And then as World of Warcraft progressed, those same mounts would just be recolored, reskinned in the cash shop for 25 bucks. So... I, I just, I think that's one, just one of those games, one of those big companies that has kind of burned the gamers who want to pre-order to support the games and have just been burned themselves. Yeah, unfortunately, Tai Long, that's me. I have every X-Pac mount because I'm a completionist and a hoarder, but yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and that's, you know, I don't want to go too far off topic, but beta testing games, if you're pre-ordering to beta test, you're paying them, and you are getting a first look at the game. No, I did not see the new kitten mount. Shit. <laughs> um, but you're paying to test the game, which can be neat, especially for a streamer. You're going to get views, you're going to generate income from it. But for the someone who's not monetizing their gaming time, is it worth it? Is it worth it to pre-order a game? That you're going to beta test and get frustrated with. Everyone's going to get in on the last beta weekend. You know, while they stress test the servers. And then you're going to get disappointed. So back in uh, Cataclysm, my entire guild got recruited to beta test the raids in Star Star Wars The Old Republic. Now there's a game from the past. Uh, We beta tested. We, uh, you know, it's beta testing, so I don't call it cheating, but... We figured out how to kill the final boss, or the first boss in the raid, but the only boss we were allowed to test. Kill him in under five minutes. And uh, the game devs immediately shut it down as we were celebrating World First because they said that we didn't do it correctly or as intended. So as a game developer, we all have pre-orders in. You know, I've got I've got the Darth Malgus figure in the back there I'm going to unbox. Yeah, instead of fixing it, they closed off the end game testing and it launched, you know, like every MMO, you race to the top. So it's about a week before you get into the raids and the raids were garbage. They were trash. The game as a whole, I loved it. That story, you know, as you grind as a raider, you don't want to run into story. You want to hurry up and get to the end level. But the, the story was good. There was a point where uh, I was able to one tank an entire raid and reset the raid every five minutes so that my entire guild had the raid mount that no one else had. And that's not an issue with the gaming community as much as it is the developers for not testing it, not listening to the testers, and the people who paid to test the game with pre-orders. And I think that's my my earliest disappointment with pre-ordering something. I know it's a long-winded story, but uh, you know, fast forward a few years, how would you feel as a gamer having pre-ordered even though you don't normally pre-order and then having that type of experience. I probably wouldn't want to play the game. And that's pretty much what happened in Star Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> and they went free to play. I I just, I don't know where we're going with pre-ordering. I'm all about pre-ordering physical copies. There's few game companies that will pre-order the digital. But I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know what the consumer mentality is going to be in the next five years. Are we going to continue to pre-order from these big gaming companies and get disappointed? Or are we just not going to pre-order anymore? Now, I was looking at doing some shooters and I own Overwatch, so I can get on Overwatch and play. I own, you know, Valorant's free to play. Apex Legends is free to play. Why would I pre-order Battlefield 2042, give them my money up front just for early access or beta testing? I don't know. I think that's the that, that's the first game I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pre-order this. You know, after pre-ordering Pokemon and Endwalker, I think, uh, yeah, I think I've just been jaded enough by that company to where I'm not going to give them pre-orders. Anyone else in the chat been burned by a company? Got a story to tell us? Reminds me when you brought up Overwatch, they actually they changed McCree's name. It's, it's I, full capacity now. No, it's not. Uh, no, they didn't go through with it. So I, I went on. No, I went on Twitter to fi- try to figure out what the actual name was, and I went on the website. I could not find it. it it's all over the place. It's not Cool Cassidy now. <laughs> no, it is. That's one of the names I saw, but uh, I can't. I don't see anything on their official Twitter. So I went and... Uh, I, I could have 
sworn they had posted something on their Twitter. Uh, that's yeah. not their Twitter. I don't think that's their Twitter. Oh my god. No. I was yeah. hearing all this news about it too that they were they were changing his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, you know, I get it. I understand why. Mm-hmm. But do it quick, man. Or at least you know, name yeah, him after a cowboy. On the twenty second. Is it them? What is the name? Say it again. Meet Cole Cassidy rides into Overwatch October twenty sixth, so it should be changed by now. Meet Cole Cassidy. Cole Cassidy is, is Cole Cassidy. Oh, okay. Still like a Western sounding name. Like I don't hate it. No, I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, he's definitely one I am gonna cosplay later. Oh boy. Yeah. So I I kind of I kind of waited for the name. You know what I mean? I got the hair. I got the beard. I've got the poncho, um, the sarape, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was, I was going through the shooters that I already own. The shooters that are, yeah, it's an Overwatch. And the, uh, you know, the shooters that are free to play and are pretty decent. You know, Apex has its issues, um, just like everything else. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, and um, so with Battlefield, I, I purchased an Alienware laptop. This was back 2004. And at the time, I was in Iraq, and they shipped it to me DHL. And uh, because I bought a 17-inch and I was deployed, they hooked me up, and they gave me beta access to Battlefield 1942. That was my first Battlefield game, and I loved it. I played the hell out of it. Uh, Being in the Army, though, I couldn't keep up with all the Battlefield games, so the next game that I played was Battlefield 2142. And that game was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Um, However... Uh, I made it to the rank of Brigadier General, and you have to become a forum moderator at that point. And I thought that was odd, that if you need, you attained a rank in the game, that you kind of had to work for them as a community manager. I don't know. I did it because I liked it, and I'm, again, a completionist and a nerd. Mm-hmm. And then me and my friend Dave, uh, we started getting banned from servers because there was a glitch where you could fly over with a helicopter and have your engineer buddy drop motion sensor bombs on their APC which is like a floating headquarters. So when they would take off in a helicopter full of people, your motion sensor bombs would just kill them. And instead of them going in and fixing it, they were just banning people, which made no sense to me. If it's an issue, don't let the motion sensor bombs work on an APC. And I think I was so upset with it because at the time I was in the military, I was going to school full-time, wife and kids, I'm having fun, and... It's a game mechanic, so why not fix it instead of ban people? And I think that was the last Battlefield I played, so that's why I don't think I could, I could, uh, I could bring myself to pre-order anything from them. <laughs> yeah, Tai Long, trust me, Overwatch is a very toxic community. Oh yeah. I completely agree. Oh yeah. Um, it's I not as watch. Yeah, it's not as bad as League of Legends. I've been in some hostile League of Legends, uh, League of Legends games. Never play League of Legends. I, I refuse to play League of Legends because the community is so toxic. Like, oh, yeah. I've been told to go back over the border before. I was like, oh, really, oh. buddy? Oh, yeah. Um, I played with some people who like to uh, chat it up and stir things up. I'm talking about you, Stockton. Um, But, yeah, no, it gets pretty damn spicy in League of Legends. Um, I've had some pretty fun games and pretty toxic games in uh, Valorant. Uh, Grim can attest to that um, when I was playing Shotgun Beardo. I'm just not really a big fan of like um, first person shooter games. I know a lot of people like Valorant, but I don't really think if I, I'd like play it. You, I think you would have fun. 
we should check it out and just get a five stack together. A five stack of people who don't care if we win or lose, but just pull off some neat stuff. I've had many Valorant and Apex Legends games where I just get run the hell over. But, uh, you know, my preferred weapon is a sniper rifle. And by that, I mean the shotgun. So I love turning the corners and just surprising people and knocking them all down. And uh, just getting, you know, in the chat, what the hell was that? You scared the crap out of me don't care if i win or lose those comments are just it's priceless i think that's the biggest thing when you're playing a competitive game you know unless you're on there as a five-man team and you're competing in tournaments my advice to you is just have fun enjoy it you're sitting behind a computer screen or your console just playing video games enjoy it enjoy it if you if you're not having fun man dip out go do something else it's not worth it yeah valorant's super fun man I uh, love the mechanics. I love the art style because it's not as um, it's not as CPU or GPU intensive as Apex Legends. But yeah, I, I think that's a wrap. That's been our topic. If you have any stories of getting burned on pre-ordering video games and or just good stories about pre-ordering a game or shouting out a company that's done you right, shoot us an email at muertesfavor at gmail.com. That's M-U-E-R-T-E-S-F-A-V-O-R at gmail.com or hit us up in the discord uh we get we did get an email i'm going to read it next week uh at the end of the topic we'll wrap it up and read emails and and comments from listeners yeah if you didn't catch the bonus episode we did on the mugen train arc episode one just be mindful there's spoilers if you haven't seen it or the movie and episode three is up it was a few days late we had a lot of stuff going on i think that's it what do you got going on this week parasite nine sleepy hollow Oh, that's right. We're going to go do a photo shoot in Sleepy Hollow. And then after, or a few days after that, we're going to go do a photo shoot with the finished cosplays. Finished cosplays. Photo shoot with the finished secret cosplays. Yeah. I can't wait to shoot it. Camera batteries are charging. Lighting's tested. I think we're good. I said, I hope it doesn't rain that day, too. We've already had to push it back. Yeah. Yeah. The weather, man, and uh, the color of the cosplay is an issue, so we've got to play it safe with those costumes there's any games you guys want to see us stream and play together uh parasite 9 should be getting that twitch channel started by end of november is that what we're shooting for hopefully Hopefully. yeah yeah i've got some hardware issues to work on but we should get that rolling all right guys hey thanks for hanging out in the chat uh thanks ghoulish midnight for the five gifted subs and starting the the first hype train of the year thank you solastere for the the gifted sub yeah thanks grim gaming for the uh for the 69 bits is always very meme We appreciate you, brother. All right. Um, yeah, that's it for us. Anything else before we sign off, Parasite 9? No. No? No. All right. We want to thank you guys all for watching, all for listening. This has been Need a Carry Bro Podcast, Episode 4. Be safe, stay sane. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to episode 4, and thank you all who joined us live in the Twitch chat. Special shout out to our Twitch subscribers supporting us monetarily. Princess Penguin, Grim on Zero, Ghoulish Midnight, Grim Gaming LLC, Fireside Terror, Tai Long, Forge is God, Edgar13414, XDMR2, Kaioken Connor, and Solastira.